What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack Ryden are back with you all today, and as always, we've got a really, and I mean a really great episode in store for everyone at home, but per usual, we do have to take a little bit of a deep dive, or at least a quick dive, into the last episode. I was joined by a great guest from both the minor league baseball world and from the broadcasting world, current broadcasting and media relations manager for the Bowling Green Hot Rods, Sean Mernon. Sean and I got into his career behind the mic, and what got him interested in how having a career behind the mic, what it's been like with him getting back into the routine of things, especially coming out of COVID the last two years and getting back into the booth and so much more. So make sure you go check out that episode and all 240 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now getting into today, we're going to have another great guest from the minor league baseball world who has had an incredible journey to where he is today. Current Charleston River Dogs minor leaguer playing in the Tampa Bay Rays organization, Jack Snyder. Jack and I got into his career starting out at the JUCO level of baseball and working his way up to then Western Carolina and then ultimately to the minor leagues, what it was like for him being an undrafted player out of college and how much that has impacted his career so far and also what the adjustment has been like for him entering into the minor leagues this year and so much more. So if you want to hear the unique journey of Jack Snyder, don't go anywhere because here comes Jack Snyder. So with that, folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So make sure you find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, Relax and enjoy the show. And I'm here with current Charleston River Dogs minor leaguer in the Tampa Bay Rays organization, Jack Snyder. Jack, great to get you on the show today, my friend. How's it going? I'm doing good. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I was mentioning off the call today when we're recording this, it's August 4th and it's your birthday. So a big happy birthday to you. Any big birthday plans? Thanks, man. No, uh, I assume just, uh, you know, watch some baseball. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think that's a pretty good birthday if you ask me. Uh, you know, that's keeping it right sweet and, and simple and nothing too crazy, nothing too extravagant. You know, you just want to be around the people that you love and watch a little baseball. So I don't blame you, but I want to hear how the season has been for you and just what it's been like being in Charleston, how things have been with the river dogs. Uh, it's been a great season so far, you know, uh, with the team that we have, the guys that we got, it's been a lot of fun, especially, you know, when, when you're able to win games while, you know, having a good time it, it, that makes everything so much better. And, you know, your main goal at the end of the day is to win as many ball games as you can and try to make a, a push to the postseason. And I think that this team is doing that. And, you know, that's what makes uh, baseball so fun. Well, I know that you individually have been playing really, really well this year. You've been pitching great. What's it been for you in terms of just what's working for you? And, and also was there anything that you worked on in particular in the off season that's starting to kind of pay off for you now? Um, probably just start, just like attack the zone more often, throw more strikes. Don't try to like, you know, don't try to be too perfect with my pitches. Uh, you know, I want them to swing the bat. I want them to put the ball in play. Uh, so, you know, just flooding the zone with strikes has been really helpful to me. It's made me uh, really successful. Has there been any pitches that you've tried to add to your repertoire since going from college to then the minors? Uh, I didn't throw a lot of change-ups in college, and I'm starting to do that in pro ball, and it's helped me uh, quite a bit. Um, in Schaumburg, I didn't throw change-ups at all either, so really just with the Rays, I've, uh, I've really added that pitch to the mix, and it's helped me. 
It's funny that you mentioned that I had another guest on, you know, a day or two ago from the minor leagues and they were saying the same thing that they weren't really throwing many changeups in college. And then they realized once they got to the pros, guys are a little bit more disciplined. You have to, you have to kind of get a little bit more creative with your, your pitch selection, but Jack, I want to get into your career and kind of go all the way to where we're at today. You ultimately first off started at, at Triton college. I want to hear what initially drew you to Triton college. Triton college was uh, close to home. It has a, you know, a really great history in baseball. They had um, Kirby Puckett that was selected number one overall in the, in the draft. I don't know what year it was. Um, they got a brand new field, all turf. It's beautiful, you know, with, in, with being in Chicago and the weather being on and off, you know, snowy in the beginning of the season. That was big. So, you know, we, that we could get on the field, even if it snowed that day, you know, we can get onto the field later on. To, you know, get practice and get work in. Uh, you know, I just, I love the fit. I knew a couple guys going there from high school. I had a, a pretty close group. So, you know, that just seemed like the smart thing to do right away. So in terms of you going that, that Juco route, and I want to hear your opinion of it because I've had a lot of guys come on the show that have gone that same route and they've had nothing but great things to say about going Juco before they go off to wherever else they go. What was your experience playing Juco baseball and, and would you recommend it to other people if they're looking to try and really get the most out of their talent? Yeah, man, I loved it. I mean, it's the one word to describe it is gritty. I mean, it is uh it's time consuming, you know, as a young kid going from high school baseball, you know, that transfer into college baseball, Juco was perfect for me. Um, I was still a little immature and that was just kind of like the perfect way to, you know, sit me down and be like, Hey, you really got to work at this if you want to do this for a while. And, uh, you know, the rules in the NJCAA are different than the NCAA. There's no uh, time restrictions that you could be at the facility with coaches there and stuff like that. So you really could uh, get better and have more time to do things and work at your craft. So would I recommend it? 100%. Is it hard? Yes, but it was, it's definitely worth it. Well, it clearly helped you out because you eventually go off to, to Western Carolina. How much of an impact did your time at Triton College help you out when you made that transition to Western Carolina? I mean, was it, do you feel that you were a little bit more prepared for going to Western Carolina than you would have been coming out of high school? No doubt. Um, Triton definitely helped me out before going to Western. I think that uh, just in my case, you know, everyone's route is different and, you know, everyone's timing is different. And I don't think that out of high school, I was ready to not only compete at the division one level, but, you know, also with the schooling and, you know, time management and, you know, just living on your own, there's a bunch of different things. And uh, so Triton helped me more than just baseball, you know, uh, it really kind of, you know, made me into a man before, you know, going into college and being on my own and being from Chicago and moving all the way to North Carolina, you know, that was a, so Triton really helped me with that, that transition. What was that transition like for you? I mean, moving from one place to the next, I, I've, I've done that same thing. I'm, I'm from DC originally, but I live in Pittsburgh now. And I always like to hear what people's perspectives are when they move from where they're originally from and go somewhere else. I mean, did you have, you know, I mean, was it kind of culture shocking for you at first? No, man, I loved it. Uh, you know, I was the only kid at my junior college. I'm pretty sure to listen to country music and that's just been a part of me. And I was excited to head to North Carolina, being better weather, uh, being better weather, and you know, play baseball over there. And yeah, you know, I was I was very much ready for it. But yeah, there was a there was a big difference in uh, culture. But I mean, 
everyone was nice. Everyone treated me with respect. I treated them with respect. So there's no problem. Yeah, I feel like you, you all kind of, you know, the Southern hospitality, the Midwest niceness, you know, you guys probably get along very, very well. But I know that when you arrived at Western Carolina, that was right in the midst of the pandemic and you were having a great season. I mean, you were playing really, really well. Season gets shut down. How frustrating was that for you learning that, no, you know, not only was the season shut down, but you weren't able to continue that really good year you were having? Uh, man, it was... It was very tough. Um, I wasn't really thinking about myself at that point. There's a lot of guys on that team where, uh, you know, really close friends of mine that had to make that decision like, hey, uh, will I be staying here for next year after this pandemic? Will I be going to, you know, the drafts? Will I be leaving? So I was thinking more of like a team aspect. And, you know, those guys were my family and my brothers and I loved them. And so we had a really close, really, really close group that year. And I felt as if we were going to do really good. And I I had a little bit of success on my own, but that was because of them. And, you know, we went to the yard every day, like with the purpose of getting better and we made each other better and we held each other accountable. So for that year to be taken for us uh, because of the pandemic, it was, it was really hard on us, but uh, we, you know, we got back to work and we um, got better for the next year, but yeah, that, that really hurt that, that, that pandemic ending the season. Well, how do you feel that your team and, and, and you individually were able to bounce back from that in the 21 season and just kind of, you know, again, slowly but surely working yourself out of everything that was going on like we all were? I mean, how do you feel and how would you say you and your teammates were able to bounce back from that? Uh, I, I think we were all just hungry, man. Uh, we were all excited to play baseball and we got it, you know, we got it stripped from us. So we kind of had a sense of like, all right, man, this, you know, this game isn't forever. It could be taken away at any second. So I think we all kind of, you know, I didn't, I don't think we took anything for granted, but definitely after that, we, we knew what we had. And uh, so we got right back to work and just knowing that in the back of our head, our season was taken away. It was easy to show up to the yard every day and, you know, really focus on what we need, what we had to do. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the term, you know, getting that, that being stripped from you is very true. I mean, I think it's very, very accurate where obviously, you know, you're not able to, go out and perform, right? I mean, that's frustrating. And like you said, there's guys that have to make a decision. Do I continue here? Do I go somewhere else? I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty during that time, but you ultimately were able to bounce back to it. And then eventually you get out of Western Carolina, you start the draft process for getting into the MLB. What was that kind of like for you in terms of getting in the draft process and whatnot? And what was just your mentality getting ready for the MLB draft? Um, knowing the beginning of my in the beginning of my uh, career in uh, at Western, I knew that, you know, I didn't have, you know, the best start or anything. So I didn't know if I'd be taken or what would happen. So I just wanted to, I didn't want to sit around and wait and, you know, just have that anxiety in me. So I just, you know, went to work after the season and just, you know, started playing and, and working out, uh, Obviously, the draft didn't go in my way, so I thought for sure that I'd be a free agent sign, and then that didn't work out either right away. So uh, what I ended up doing was going to independent baseball for the Schaumburg Boomers in the Frontier League. And uh, man, looking back now that I'm now that I'm here with the Rays, uh, I really really appreciated my time in Schaumburg in that independent league. Man, there was so many great people that, you know, made me who I am for my short experience there for whatever it was a month, month and a half. We ended up winning the whole league. 
you know, the coaches and the, and the players really, it was just the best introduction to pro ball. And I wouldn't take away my experience there for anything. Well, I think that it's incredible how you were able to respond to that, you know, obviously going undrafted and whatnot. How would you kind of compare, you know, I mean, you, you look back at the, at the last two or three years of your career, right? You have the pandemic that takes away a year from you. Then you get on, you go undrafted in the MLB. How, I mean, how have you kind of used that adversity throughout your career to your advantage? Um, I'd say just like the underdog mentality. Um, I always believe in myself and I believe that, um, that I could play here and I could play in this, uh, you know, in the minors and that not only that I could be here, but I could succeed at this level. I think there's always, I would play always with a chip on my shoulder and it's, I get that mentality because I know that no one here is going to outwork me. So I, I believe that the stuff that I do leading up to an appearance or a game puts me in the best position to be successful. So that, that's what really makes me confident. Well, you, you eventually work your way into getting you know, signed by the Rays. And I want to I hear a little bit about that day and just kind of the leading up process to that. And then ultimately when that day happened and, and you signed with the Rays, I mean, what was that all like for you? And you know, what was it like to kind of look back at the last few years of your career and what you all went th- and what you went through individually and seeing it all kind of come full circle a little bit for you? Oh man, that day was, that was awesome. Cause leading up, uh, I was hearing from a few different teams for a little bit and nothing was happening. And I just, you know, still put my head down and, you know, got my work in every day and was getting better, hoping for that, you know, phone call from some team giving me an opportunity. Um, nothing was happening for a while. I was starting to get, you know, should I, should I be doing this, this and that, uh, I knew in my back pocket that I had that I could go back to the independent league, but you know, I, I wanted to be in the minors. Um, but the day that I got signed by the Rays, I was with, uh, I was helping Western actually. I was, uh, helping coach just, you know, be around there practice, give some tips where kids want it and stuff like that. And I got the phone call that I was being, uh, picked up by the Rays. And I just remember celebrating with everyone and, with all my best friends and that was, you know, calling my mom and dad and telling them something I've been, you know, been talking about and everyone knows me, everyone who knows me knows that like I've always wanted to be a professional baseball player and I talk about it and I act like it. And so just to be able to say that I am, it it was, uh, it was a great first step, but yeah, so that was, that was uh, an incredible day. I'm sure. And I'm sure it's a day that, you know, you and your family, and your friends will never forget. And especially with all that you've gone through in your career and all just the ups and downs and the, the, the hula hoops you've had to jump through and whatnot. And you've just been able to come out on top at the end of the day. Now, since entering into the pro level of baseball, what's that adjustment been like for you, both on the field and then also off the field? I mean, what's it been like getting adjusted to, you know, playing six of seven days of the week and on the road and living out of hotels and all that other stuff. So, I mean, what's a little bit of the adjustment been like playing and then also off the field? Um, it's a, it's a big, it's a big adjustment. Uh, it's a lot of time. You don't, you don't get much time to yourself, but, uh, you know, if you really do love the game, then you love this job because it's all baseball 24 seven. It really is. Um, you know, you wake up, you get something, you get something to eat and then you have maybe an hour or two. And before you have the bus and go to the field and then you got practice and you got this and that. And so if you don't love it, it'd be a tough job to have, honestly. But, uh, 
not just that the, the talent level is obviously a lot better than what I'm used to. There's a lot more, you know, so with that comes harder work and being, you know, working smarter as well. So that's like, all right, if, like, I got to listen to my body. There's 135 games this season. I got to be ready. So sometimes, you know, being able to differentiate between when you need rest and when you need to, you know, tire yourself out more and get to work. So learning that has been really tough for me, but uh, I feel like I'm getting better at it. Uh, it. You know, just life in general, you know, outside, you got to watch what you're doing because you're like, all right, what, what, what should I be doing at this point? So I'm ready for, you know, my game. So like being smart outside of the game has, uh, it hasn't been hard, but it's like, but it's always, you got to always think, what can I do to be ready for the game? So, you know, there's not much time you have outside where, cause you, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get rest and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a huge adjustment, but you know, at the end of the day, we're playing a child's games So you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're you're playing a game that you've played since you were a kid. And you're getting paid for it. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, that that would definitely be a very very cool job. Yeah, <laughs> really uh, cool. But very cool job. But in terms of just you know, I, I was fascinated to hear about just how you know you have to take a little bit better care of your body. What were some things that you know when you first got to the minor leagues? It was kind of I don't want to say a rude awakening, but you were almost kind of like shocked at first. You're like, whoa, I can't do that anymore. Um, the amount of lifting and the amount of throwing, definitely I had to adjust. Uh, I, I'm the type that's like, I, I feel my best after a lift, but, um, with being a relief pitcher in the minor leagues and playing games every day, it's, uh, you know, you gotta be ready to go every day. So being able to hold off of, of lifting, but still being able, being able to do, you know, slight things. So I'm not just, you know, getting weaker throughout the season. Um, that's probably the biggest one in throwing. I, I like to throw every day and, you know, really work on my mechanics and stuff like that. But if I'm throwing the ball almost a hundred percent every single day, you know, that's going to take a toll later on in the season. So being able to be like, all right, if I'm going to throw this day, probably leading up to it, I got to, you know, ease into the, you know, into the appearance. And uh, after I got to make sure that my arm is, is good after it. So I can, you know, recover as quickly as possible for my next appearance and be able to, you know, understand what my arm needs and not just what I want to do. Yeah. That's such an important part because I think, you know, when you're going from college to the pros, you're probably thinking I can, you know, you kind of have that mentality when you're in college of I'm invincible, I am untouchable and I can do anything that's possible under the sun. Then you get to the level that you're at and you're like, Mm. Whoa, I am doing this for nine hours. I mean, it's literally a full-time job plus more. I can't do that anymore. That's, you know, the, the, the rules of the game have changed a little bit. And when you went to the minor leagues, what was kind of that, that welcome to the minor leagues for you, where maybe you, you know, some guy teed off on you or something happened and you just, whatever it might've been, what was that kind of, Hey, welcome to the minor leagues. I would say after um, spring training, I was in, uh, I was on the Bowling Green roster for a couple weeks, which is the high A affiliate. And we were playing the Rome Braves, uh, high A for the Atlanta Braves. And I think I gave up seven or eight hits in, 
in two innings, might have been nine hits in two innings, and they, you know, they just they raked me, and I'd never been hit like that before. So that was that was kind of the rude awakening. I really had to calm myself down after and be like, okay, this is you know this happens sometimes, and we just have to learn and build from it. So when you were at high A, were you just completely like? could you tell that there was a lot of things different about the batters you were facing and maybe a pitch that you would normally get a guy to swing and miss at the guy was able to take it. I mean, were you kind of, as the game was going, noticing, okay, this is, you know, this is the the, the big boy level. This is not, you know, this is not college anymore. Yeah. Going from the independent, the independently was very, very tough, but, uh, you know, playing in spring training and then going into high, I could definitely, there was definitely a difference, you know, some of those swings you get on good pitches where, you know, you get soft contact <laughs> and I, Hey, those guys that I face, you know, they just seem to get a barrel on everything. So that was, I'm like, what am I doing? Do I need to sequence my pitching better? Am I tipping? Am I doing this? But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you just get hit and that's just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> how have you liked the adjustment coming from go, going from Bowling Green to then Charleston? I mean, what was that like for you? Um, I knew a lot of the guys on the, on the Charleston roster, majority of them are in Bowling Green now. They had they've been having great seasons, but that kind of made it easy, that adjustment, because I knew a lot of guys and they were all really nice and, you know, welcoming right away. Um, RC, our pitching coach has done a great job with me and, uh, making sure that I know what I'm, what, uh, when I'm throwing and what I need to be working on and stuff like that. So, you know, basically, you know, the guys, uh, in this team have been, have made the adjustment way better. That's awesome. I think that, you know, you always hear people that say, well, I love where I work because of the people that I'm around. And it sounds that you enjoy the team that you're on because of, again, the guys that were so welcoming and and, and bringing you on board and whatnot. But Jack, you've been awesome to get, to get on the show. Really appreciate your time. Before I let you go, one last little question involves kind of an epiphany, a realization as to when you realize that you could take your ability in baseball to the professional level. So for you, when did that kind of set in your mind and you said, you know what? I can be a pro baseball player. I think that happened to me when I was probably that, that COVID year of college. Uh, you know, I really started learning how to work hard and how to take care of my body. And uh, I was seeing a little bit of success and I'm like, Hey, if I keep, you know, building off this, I, I think that I really could, you know, make a shot, make a run at this thing. Well, you've definitely built off of that, my friend. And I wish you nothing but luck moving forward and, and the rest of this season with the River Dogs and get back out there on the field. Going to be an exciting finish to the season, I'm sure. And uh, good luck the rest of the season, like I said. And have a wonderful happy birthday as well. Thanks for joining today. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I had a good one. And there he goes. Jack Snyder, another wonderful episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify. And keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20, RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore, and on TikTok at Riding the Pine, all lowercase. For all of the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 241 episodes are out now. Keep leaving those ratings and reviews, folks, and make sure you're getting geared up and excited for some more great episodes coming out this month and moving forward. We're continuing to push out lots of great content, lots of great conversations. So get yourselves really excited and geared up for all of that. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time on Riding the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.